Welcome to dinner in the Bible. Ellen and I have to work today. So Daddy made surf and turf, which was delicious out on the barbecue. Barbecue. My birthday's in a month. Mine's in five days, or almost five days. Seven, I think. May 55 on May 5th. So I had steak. Mom bought, was this filet or no, top? Uh, New, New York, York strip. strip. Oh, man. New York strip was always good. And then we got shrimp and calamari on the barbecue sticks. And the barbie. What's the difference between On the barbie, you mean. Huh? What's the difference between steaks? Uh, New York is really good, and then you go up to filet, and they get the really soft. Filet mignon. T-bone has both, I believe, New York and a filet on each side of the bone. Is that the filet mignon? Uh-huh. They're really soft. It's like small. If you cook it, it's like butter. And butter. I think with I've bacon wrapped before. around it. But New York strip, I mean, that's, New York strip is a good steak. It so, was only $12 each. Yeah, for that size in the restaurant, it's like $28 to $35. Oh my God. Ridiculous. Yeah, so every time you order it, I cringe. Like, oh. <laughs> I like steak. Don't be making that at all. Oh. So we also had uh, calamari and shrimp bobby and then um, what, beef broth. Why are you always Australian when you say that? Bobby. Bobby. It's actually Bobby. Bobby. I don't care. Beef, beef brats. It's on the Bobby. Uh, Let me live. That was simmered in beer for an hour. Good job, honey. Round of applause for the chef. Well, I did discover her through YouTube. Holy cow, YouTube is amazing. Uh-huh. You should salt heavily on both sides of a steak, and it'll actually melt the salt and make it liquid. But then it'll absorb it back in and crystallize on top of the steak. Oh. So you do both sides, you crystallize it for after five hours or overnight. And I'm going on a date. And after it, it crystallizes, then you cook it and the skin will be perfectly salted. Delicious. Ian had a um, inquiry today about, is he dating anybody? Nope. And then she, and Who then asked my, you that? my old friend. Uh, From Pius? No, oh my God. Joe's. My old Saint, my old Saint Joseph's friend. Don't mention anything else. Don't mention anything else. We don't need to bring up any more past. Like that, he's, ah! he's a dater. No, I never dated anyone. Okay, I've never dated anyone. However, however, she asked me, "Do you date? Have you have you date? Uh, are you interested in a relationship?" And then uh, I said, "Yes." And then she said, "Well, one of my friends is interested in you," and uh, she gave me her phone number. Snapchat, for example, and then we talked for like five hours straight. Well, yeah, they texted. Her. Texted back. Yeah, texted. Right? So he's he's very happy that someone has a keen um, interest mm -hmm. in his. And she's really cute. She is cute. She is cute. And, and she's then, a she's a green belt in karate. No, orange. Yeah, orange. orange. And then she's going for a yellow belt. Yep. Oh. She could kick your butt. Yeah. Yeah, she's like two inches taller than me. Yeah, you're going to go. Oh, my God. Girl boss and male wife. <laughs> anyway. So oh, I, had a, I had an interesting <laughs> book. Um, Bake a cook. Hey. <laughs> it was Dinner in the Bible. And, and one of the things that I like is, is listening to audiobooks. Uh, and kind of understanding what the Bible says about such advice. Right? Relationship advice? This book is money advice. <laughs> oh, money advice. Oh. Listen Boo. up, kids. Listen up, kids. Boring. Sloppy. Actually, no, I shouldn't be saying that. Woo! <laughs> the psychology of money. 
This like is very, very important. This is actually, this is guy is his his living was uh, advising people about money, but he talked about statistics and what doctors do and how people and their psychology influence the advice versus the good advice. Now, granted, he said that every patient of a doctor should have a say so on his treatment. It was back in the old days that people would be treated um, like a dentist would kill his patients if he thought he needed his tonsils removed and the eight of his teeth removed, but the infection was so severe that you know they would die. And there was no repercussions for it because, yeah, there was no law. Open wide! <laughs> and, um, I mean, like, like, what do you call that? Malpractice? No. There was no loss for malpractice. Like, oh, oops. And you know, each, each tooth is a certain amount of money, right? So these, these dentists were going crazy. Mm -hmm. There was also that, um, um, it, it, it applies to finance, where you really have to understand that the person who um, is spending the money and hiring you, they have, to, they have to understand the principles of finance. So Rihanna, who I, don't respect at this point, but she actually sued her finance advisor because... You mean the singer? The singer. Because, Rihanna? Yeah, in her or early days in her career, she went bankrupt because she spent more money than she made. And the advisor was like, you're suing me for something I thought was so simple that I didn't have to tell you you can't spend more money than you earn. But she sued him. Because he wasn't letting her know about yeah. how much she was spending? Yeah. So, um... It's well, she is supposed to, he is supposed to advise her on her finances. But he can't stop her from spending. That's her money. But he can at least let her know, hey, you're spending blah, well, blah, Well, by the time he let her know, she had no money. I mean, she well, burned it so fast. that's a terrible financial advice. She burned it so fast. Cars, people's in, in, uh, businesses that didn't, that didn't work out, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so it's, it's important. The philosophy, I mean, basically the psychology of money is based on... Um, when he comes down to it after 30 chapters or so, he comes down to like, I'm, a, I'm an advisor and I always tell people, you know what? No one beats the um, industry standards, the S&P 500. You can buy mutual funds for that. You can buy ETFs for that. The, the Dow Jones, the NASDAQ, the Russell 3000, the Russell 2000. I definitely know what those are. <laughs> so a conglomerate of, of, of um, like the five, the the five hundred is the five hundred biggest companies in America. The funny thing is, most ninety nine percent of all companies that started a hundred hundred years ago dead have gone bankrupt. Yes. So you can't like buy a company today and then expect it when your kids are you know twenty seven, thirty years old or whatever, and, and that it'll still be around. Right. So he said, do the index funds so that they're the ones who kick out the bankrupt companies. And they keep the big ones that actually are the ones that bring in the most. Amazon, for example, Amazon, right? Apple, for today. But before it used to be Yahoo. Now right. Yahoo is nothing. Before it used right. to be AOL, and AOL is right. nothing. Before, before it used to be all those like. Before it used to be IBM. Now it's nothing. Yeah. Sears. Now it's nothing. Sears. So famous he's bar. Remember famous bar? Yeah. He said, you know, as great as the company is, it might not be around two, yeah. five, ten years from now. So just do yourself a favor and do next. And this is an actual advisor. Right. And he married someone who, um, in college, they were poor. And so they had this, like, strict, we save first, and then we spend what money we have left over. And yeah. even to this day, that's what they do. 
Why do I say this? So he said there's a difference between riches and wealth. And I was talking to Ian about this when I when I discovered this. I sat down with Ian after his half day because I wanted to spend time with him. Riches is your gold necklace, your Maserati or your Lamborghini, your giant house. Those are riches, but you might actually be poor. You might actually be so in debt that your cash flow barely pays the bills every month. You might have all these nice things, but... Yeah, the riches are there. Wealth is actually unspent money. Right. Like, uh, his best example was Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett, you know, he's got a billion dollars, and so after a year, he winds up with $100 million, right? 10%. He doesn't take that $100 million and buys more houses, yachts, and, and right. staff. He actually takes that $100 million and finds another company to invest in. Or another insurance company to invest in. That's or, my idea. Or something to invest in. So that $100 million is wealth because he never spent it. He never gave it to anybody else. It is owed to him when he invests in a bank. It is owed to him when he invests in Toyota or GE or whatever. And he just drives a Corolla. Yeah. And so his wealth... Is that even a good car? Yeah, yeah, it lasts forever. No, no, like, is it expensive? Like, is it oh, flashy? It's like one of the cheapest Toyotas ever. Oh. He, his wealth is that just that. When someone says, what is, what is it that you owe and what is it that you have? Right. That is wealth. Yeah. But then the guy goes, is it really, is that the whole definition of wealth is what you have? Or is what you have giving you something? And Ian, do you remember what that something is? Time. Time. Mm-hmm. So if he wants to go golfing... Perfect. Versus going to work at 8 o'clock, he goes. Right. If he wants to see his grandson's birthday party and, and jump on an airplane at first class, he goes. He's not working to pay off his, no. his riches. His riches. Wealth is a perspective for more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're... time is something you can't right. get. Time can't is money. Time. Time is money. You can't, you, there's no time hey, machine. Yeah, you don't work just to flash because uh, that's not sustainable. Rather, you right. work <clears throat> so that you can uh, have that money to spend time with people that you care about. So, like, well, if example, time is money. For example, what, 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 what do we do after your half day? Uh, we went to that place, that sushi, the sushi place. And then? Yeah. And then we went volleyballing. That's right. how I call it. Uh, I agree. Dude, I'm literally getting paid for that amount. But what was I doing today while I was waiting for you at uh, Baskin Robbins? Or uh, um, at, uh, yeah, well, at the donut, Dunkin' Donuts. What was I doing? Work. I was working. Mm-hmm. So even though I spent time with you yesterday for lunch and we talked about things at school and what's going to happen uh, with your grades. And, <clears throat> and then we went to practice volleyball. I am not limited by my boss to eight to five because I have now achieved a sense of work where my boss says, I don't care what you do during the day, get it done. but come Monday during the stand-up for my scrum, you better have your crap together. Right. You guys want to hear a horrible... Wait, I'm just telling you it's a little bit. It's just money, wealth is so that you can have a decision on time. You can have the flexibility. And what else What else about decision on time, Ian? The sleep part, you remember? You need to be able to sleep well at night. You need to be able to sleep well at night. If knowing that not worrying. Knowing, knowing that everything is going to be okay. All, all the bills are paid. Mm-hmm. Your kids are going to school that they won't get shot. Right. 
that you're not going to get recruited, your kids won't be recruited for uh, gangbangers. Right. All of that is true right now, isn't it? So I sleep at night knowing we're in a good neighborhood. I spend a little extra money for the good neighborhood. I spend a lot more extra money for your schools. But I sleep at night because I can afford all of it. Even though he barely gets any hours of sleep, but hey, he sleeps well. <laughs> but I can go to bed knowing I'm not, I'm not worried about bills not being paid. In fact, what what happened when I got laid off? You had a buffer. I had a buffer because you worked so that you could get time, right? Right. Right. And yes. the time I spent with my friends, Tommy Ackley owns this house. Um, my new, my my current boss, my old boss, those are the guys that hire me. Yeah. Also, you better have something about King Solomon's. Uh, he said something about ants and how they work. Yeah. Yeah. You, you better have that scripture ready. Well, no, I have a different scripture, but. Do you guys, do you guys want to hear a horrible pickup line? What? This is called broke Riz. Oh no. Hey girl, if time if time is money, I must be a robber, cause I'm gonna take up all of your time. <laughs> Ah. Yeah. If, don't, uh, use don't, don't use that. Don't use that. That's, That's worse than mine. Oh, Broke wrist. So, <laughs> we're doing Luke 12, Parable of the Wealthy Fool. <clears throat> First time I read this, I got to be blunt, right? I didn't understand because I was poor. And I didn't understand why this guy's decision was so bad. Right? And then we talked about this, right? But he goes, Parable of the Wealthy Fool, Luke 12, 16. Then he told them a parable. What is a parable, Remy? Story. A story that might not have happened. It might have, it might not have, but we can. But make has it. a moral. moral. A spiritual moral. Okay. Then he told it most parables don't have names. So when he when he talked about Lazarus dying in front of the rich man's house, and he actually named the guy, well most parables don't actually have names. Yeah. Like, that guy might have actually existed and God might have actually seen him go down to hell and Right. Then and hang hey, out with Abraham. Hey, yeah. what? No, no. The, oh, you mean hey, Lazarus? Was Lazarus the, yeah. the guy is so poor that the dogs licked his wounds. Right. Hey, Abraham, dap me up. Yeah, yeah. So he <laughs> yeah! he hanging out with Abraham while he looked at hell. Because his he actually named the name. I'm like, I don't know if that's a parable, man. Right. Every parable he it's does, usually he's, no names. Yeah. Like the rich young man. Yeah. No name. Well, that was a real instance. But when it comes to the wedding. Where he called out all the people to attend the wedding for his son. Mm. And then he basically spurned all the royalty that didn't come to the wedding. Right. No names. Anyways, parable of the wealthy fool. Then he told them a parable saying, There was a rich man whose land was very fertile and productive. And he began thinking to himself, this rich man, What shall I do since I have no place large enough in which to store my crops? Bumper crop. Then he said, This is what I will do. I will tear down my storehouses and build larger ones, and I will store all my grain and my goods there. Seems like a proper thing to do. Right? Yeah, but then they those things can get molded. Well, we'll see, and I will say to my spoiled. soul, soul, you have many good things stored up, enough for many years, rest and relax. He's buying time. Rest and relax. Eat, drink, and be merry, and celebrate. But God said to him, you, oh, no. you fool. You stupid. This very night your soul is required of you. And now who will own all the things you have prepared? Not him. He'll be dead. So it is for the one who continues to store up and hoard possessions. And that's the key word. Mm -hmm. Hoard possessions 
for himself and is not rich in his relationship toward God. Uh, I think this has to do with God and how people are like God. Well, people are starting and you're hoarding food in your palaces. You could be giving that away. If you had a relationship with God, you would know right. that would be the right thing. I'm not saying that the government should force rich people to do that, but I'll, I'll, at the same time, I think we should set an example for that even though we're not rich by still donating. Right. Well, that's what my, with my professional organizing business, if you don't declutter and get rid of stuff that you don't use, it's just going to pile up and pile up and just cause more stress and worry. Yeah. But in this case though, it's, it's, it's that, la- it's that lack of, about. it's it, when you're hoarding it, it's that lack of worry and stress at the expense of others that really, really should not be happening here. So I'm going to keep reading, and it's, it's a little disturbing. It's a precarious balancing act here. Jesus said to his disciples, for this, reason, for this reason I tell you, do not worry about your life as to what you will eat, or about your body, or as to what you will wear. Our cult basically said that, but it sent single moms into debt, and kids not having maybe things that they should have. So this is misused a lot. For life is more than food, and body more than clothes. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow, seed, nor reap the crop. They have no storehouses or barns, and yet God feeds them. How much more valuable are you than the birds? And which of you, by worrying, can add one hour to his lifespan? So if you're not even able to do a very little thing such as that, why are you worried about the rest? Consider the lilies and the wildflowers, how they grow. They neither labor nor spin, which again... If you look at the ants, like Ian said, labor and spinning is not a bad thing. They neither labor nor spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his glory and splendor dressed himself like one of these. So that that was always a harsh thing for me, where I've seen poor people who are lazy starve. They live in a box. They are <clears throat> crack addicts. They huff glue. I mean... It, yeah, these people don't worry about their they lives. They don't even do that. They, they, don't, they, don't, look into they it. don't worry about their lives, yet their lives are awful. Yeah. Right? So I was telling Ian, there's a balance. Because there's other parts of the Bible that says you need to work like ants. Right. Because ants, they don't worry about the winter. Because they're doing what it <clears> takes <throat> to get through the winter. The only shipping. thing they're worrying about is that toddler... Who goes out to the backyard and kicks their home. Or other ants. Yeah. Or pours hot water down. Yeah. So, you know, what we need to do with the philosophy of money is understand money is not to buy barns. Right. And and, and just enjoy. But that's exactly what Warren Buffett did. No. No. Oddly enough, remember what Warren Buffett did? He said, I'm going to give my children what they need and the rest will go to what? Charity. Charity. Oh. See the difference? He took care he of his kids. just how much the kids need. They don't need everything. Yeah, they have millions already. Right. He took care of the kids and the grandkids. They have millions too. They're, he's teaching them. But, but the billions, it's going to go to improve the world when he's gone. That's what we were talking about. Remember when Quentin asked you what what it is about riches that you like and that you want? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I want to accumulate them so that I can restore my family's glory and God. Yeah. Did you know? But there's really no glory <clears throat> in our family. There is. There was. I mean, Ian. Well, okay. One, 
I didn't, I told him I didn't. Your dad's a butt doctor. Grandma, grandma never graduated grammar school. Butt doctors are glorious. Okay. Sure, but he wound up divorced and all sorts of things just went badly. Right. He lost all a lot of his money because of friends scammers. that scammers. Yeah. I mean, we can go down that road. But my grandmother, who was very humble, your brother's in a. Band. And I'm not saying that she's an angel. She was very strict, but. She only built money so that she and her life, so that the hardship she had, wouldn't be given to her children. So she grew the farm not for herself, but so that she could pay college for each one of her kids. Yeah, and my dad, he, he sacrificed and he too. And he did the same. I mean, he, he put us all through college, not just college, just but even masters. university, masters. All of them have a master's Doctorate. A lawyer, law degree. You're so, a lawyer? No, no, my brother. So it's one of those, you know, it's one of those, what are you, what are you earning money for? Because my grandma didn't earn money to get a title. Mm-hmm. My grandma earned money so that her poverty wouldn't translate to her children. Right. Oddly, they wouldn't have to. Oddly, have yeah. The, they the, wouldn't have to the, suffer. The children Ian's threw it all be, away. Ian's going to be a cool... It's so sad because you work so hard, you know? So... Again, Where am I gonna be running? He's gonna be a cool engineer, and I'm gonna discover a new fish. Well, uh, I'm hoping that Ian becomes a senator and helps change the world for the better, and or an <clears throat> astronaut and helps, or even a professor. Ian becoming ben- benefit, you know, world power by having helium come down from the moon and having fusion for the first time in our history <laughs> of human beings. Ian, and yes, I would say that owning farms is glory. Ian becoming. Yeah, it's not about glory though. I Ian mean, like you were saying, his mom, yeah. his grandma wasn't going for, for glory. glory. I know she wasn't going for My glory. Title. I know she wasn't going for that. I know she was going for her kids. But at the same time, did that not generate like farms? Did that not generate that? Well, it got it got it. It's not it's not what it did. It, it's how she felt. So this guy, like I said, when I read this, I'm like, look, you're you're. Building a bigger barn so you can save right. more. I, how is that bad? But it was the hoarding. Right. He wasn't giving it to the poor. He wasn't right. giving it to anyone besides, besides himself. It was a selfishness and a... Just because he wanted... It, yeah, almost like a look it. Look at me. I'm richer right. than you. That was the problem. Right. Whereas my grandmother... My, actually, you know, my grandfather was a mayor twice. Only because he was lieutenant mayor and the mayor above him got assassinated. Each one of them. And every time he came around to like, hey, you want to run, re, you know, rerun for mayor? And he's like, no. Why do you think he said no? He didn't want to get assassinated. <laughs> the communist rebels kept assassinating the mayors of my town. And uh, that's why General Sangalang was so famous, because he got rid of the communists. But my point is this. He didn't go for glory. He was made lieutenant mayor because he had to represent the farmers and the workers but when the communists who felt that the mayor himself was not representing the farmers and the, and, and the workers they killed him and so he still had he had to step up and represent the farmers and the workers but then when it came down to hey do you want this his he's like i don't want to be tempted i don't want to be tempted ian becoming the first filipino president me discovering a new fish so Again, wealth and riches, so different. Riches is just like this guy hoarding. I'm rich. Jeffrey Bezos. General it's just thinking about yourself and not other people. I noticed that there's a theme in our family of people out for themselves just... Yes. 
But look at Jeff Bezos and his wife. His, you know, it was his wife's family that gave him the first couple hundred thousand dollars to start Amazon. And and what what and he goes, what impact did she? Yeah. I'm gonna be the cool single. He doesn't. He, you know. In the beginning, he drove a Honda Accord, even though he was already you know a millionaire. And then somehow it just eroded, eroded, yeah. eroded, and he the just took the love of money. He just took his wife and his children for granted. The children were like aghast, like. Why would you do that, Dad? Right. So again, riches and wealth—two different things. Like, do does G, does Bezos have all the time in the world that he wants? Absolutely. But the love of money is the root of all evil. I love money. Is money. not evil. <laughs> you can use money to help other people, but if you use it just for yourself and just now, if, if Bezos people. wants to impress me and the world, which he, he doesn't care, he'll do Buffett. I've given my kids all the millions they need. The rest of it's going to improve right. the world. Well, I mean, I, that's why I appreciate Bill and Melinda Gates, because they do a lot. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he cheated on her, but... But they have done a lot They have done the a world. lot. They, they do care about the planet and what happens around it. Especially the children. And I'm sure lots of people have bad things to say about Bill Gates. But... Yeah, they think he's from the devil, but... <laughs> He's, I think Jeff Bezos is a lizard person. He looks like a lizard. Well, Q on and you agree. So, do we understand about wealth and riches? Yes. Riches is I don't riches hate it. Riches is temporary. I don't have I don't have any hate for anyone who's got riches, but I do have admiration for anyone who has wealth. Wealth in the sense of right. they're doing the right thing. They're not making money and giving it to somebody else, like a yacht yeah. maker or. Yeah. People who have people who have riches, people who have wealth. <laughs> people who have so riches, those people just want instant gratification. They want their boat, they want their yacht, they want their plane, and they want a flash. Right, but it takes patience to have wealth. You have to have wealth. And what did I say? Would, would Daddy rather have a Ferrari or a Porsche? Porsche. Porsche. Why? Porsche. Because I think Porsche is art. I think of it like. Um, a Monet, or I think of it like a Picasso or a Van Gogh. Is it Van Gogh? Van Gogh. But, you know, some people might not think that, but when I look at a Targa or a GT3, that's, I see art. I don't see that in a Ferrari. In a Ferrari, I see flash. Look at me, look at me. I'm super rich. Right. Um, but when I see a Porsche, I, ever since I was a kid, I'm like, that is art. It's just so different than any other car. And so when you're a senator or an ast astronaut or you own your own space company and you say, Dad, you still want a Porsche? Yes! You, you, want, a, see you a, want a Ferrari? No! You want, to see a, <laughs> you want to see a car that's different from any other car? Banana mobile. Okay, I don't need that. <laughs> Banana mobile. I don't think that's art. That's just Bozo Circus. <laughs> Can I see it? Can I see it? Five clowns per purse chair is gonna come out of there. But anyways, <laughs> I, 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 I want to drive around in the bananamobile. So again, this this whole time, I was able to ask mom to buy steaks. And, and you know, yeah, you know what? We could have gone to a restaurant, taking mom out for dinner. <laughs> but but my my point is this: it was it, one. It's more frugal, but. Why wouldn't I enjoy steak once in a while? Why wouldn't I enjoy calamari and shrimp once in a while? Why wouldn't I? Because my job allows me, our wealth allows us to do this 
once in a while, and that's all we need. Right. You don't need it every week. And you don't need to spend 250 bucks at some fancy restaurant to have the same meal. Right. I need gyoza every week, though. That's... When you're in college, it's probably going to be useful. So, any any ideas, thoughts before we end? Nope. By the oh, by the way, wealth meal. also inc- includes having the time, uh, not only because you can pay your bills, but having the amount of money to go out with a girl that you have interest in. Uh-huh. That is also wealth. Get yourself a re- nice and respectful man for the girlies out there, and get yourself a nice and respectful girl for the boys out there. She's nice and respectful, and she's uh, taller than me, so that's a plus. And res- I like conquering Mount Everest. And okay? even though I am arrowist and have spider. never had any experience with love ever, 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 and I probably will never, like please, for the love of God, respect boundaries, please. And consent is key. Voila. <laughs> Word no, yet, no nada. means no. No means no. Anyways, bye.